Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, my friends. I am so happy to be with you in this, my first inaugural podcast. It's all about relationships. My name is Justin Bird, and I consult on relationships. I help people repair, design, uh, sustain, and enrich their most meaningful relationships. And I uh, do that uh, out of Arizona. And this podcast is my way of extending my reach. I want to share um, what has helped me develop meaningful and uh, better sustainability into my relationships. So I'm really glad that you're here, and I'm glad that I'm here, and I'm glad that we are in relationship together. Me now speaking through this microphone and you listening on the other end of your speakers, and now we're connected, whereas we weren't before, or maybe we were differently, and now we're connected in a new way, and our relationship just became more robust. <laughs> I'm so happy to be <clears throat> uh, doing what I do because relationships mean so much to me. Relationships mean more to me than anything else. And uh, there's a lot about life that I like, but relationships, uh, if they're not right, then it's all wrong. Uh, I cherish relationships more than I cherish money. I cherish relationships more than I cherish uh, exciting experiences. I would rather uh, have my relationships the way I want them um, than drive a luxury car or um, skydive in the Alps. Um, I mean, I, I can have those as well, but if I have to prioritize um, between them, I choose relationships. I do. Um, that's not, um, that's genuinely how I feel. Uh, relationships are so important to get right. And mine haven't always been right. There's been, <clears throat> I've had relationship landscapes that have been scorched. And um, this accounts for the worst pain in my life. And where my relationships have gone well and are going well, this accounts for my greatest joy. Um, I really believe that even where everything else is going right, when relationships are going wrong, nothing is really going that right. Uh, the, the richness of relationships is the color to vision. It's the um, it's the depth, it's the, uh, it's the saturation of a moment. T to go through life without relationships being right is, is to go through life hollow, uh, pretentious, uh, just on the surface, just, just enough to where life looks good, but feels plastic. And um, 
the underlying substance of it all, the richness in every experience and every moment, I believe, comes from relationships. And I, I just geek out on relationships. Um, I love them and I hate them. And both my love of them and um, the pain stimulated from them, both of those feelings um, cause me, they get me to double down in my research and to uh, dive deeper and to figure out what is really going on, what is at play here. And um, relationships are dynamic, you know, one minute they're going great and, or we think they are, and the next minute they're crumbling and we, it's like, you know, keeping up with it is a constant game. It's a constant game. And uh, being in that game is what I love. And being in it with you, I love even more. So I welcome you. Um <clears throat> You're here because you want to improve your relationships. You're here because you want to learn about how relationships operate. You want to become a master of relationships. I want to help you uh, excel in your relationships. I want to give you the tools and give you the ideas and um, unearth the pattern of relationships that um, you can apply to whatever scenario or relationship that you're in. My uh, consulting practice is generated uh, by, a, by a heavy, steady flow of enthusiastic spillover from um, the answers that I've gotten, uh, asking the universe why I have failed in relationship and why um, my relationships, some of my most meaningful ones, haven't gone uh, as expected as anticipated, as desired even. Um, but the answers I've got from asking those questions about relationships have led to a steady increase in richness in my relationships. And at present, my relationships are better than they've ever been. And I am filled with daily joy and satisfaction um, from my relationship landscape. So I feel like my relationship landscape is rich and getting richer. And I, I feel a bit like an empty cup uh, who's been filled to overflowing and a filled cup becomes the pitcher. And so this podcast is simply spillover and uh, take from it what helps you and leave the rest. And uh, I'm here to be of service. I'm naming this podcast, It's All About Relationships, for the memory of first hearing Brene Brown use that phrase, I believe in a TED Talk, but I don't, I don't remember, but it was the first time I'd been introduced to her. And I just remember she kind of introed, prefaced her talk with, it's all about relationships. Kind of like a catch-all. It was so catch-all, it, it, there was this echo of, of, of trite, but those words sunk deeply into me. Maybe that's... Um, I don't know, my uh, one-tenth Asperger's, maybe that's uh, just the way my brain works, but, but I took those words literally, and they sunk so deep into my heart. In fact, they, they came in, they started sinking, and they haven't stopped sinking. They're still sinking. When I heard those words, I thought, it's all about relationships? Like, all? Like... Family and marriage, yeah, I can see that. What about business? Okay, yeah, then I could see that. What about politics? 
yeah, thinking a little more then I could see that too. What about science? What about physics? What about chemistry? What about philosophy? What about religion? And I, and yeah, yeah, I see all of these as relationships. I see competence or incompetence in these fields as relationship mastery or, or ignorance and, or relationship awareness uh, versus ignorance. And I do, I believe that she was actually right in a very literal sense that it is all about relationships. And um, so in this first episode, I'd like to share some less common aspects of relationships and sort of show you just how literally I took Brene, Brene Brown's words and to give you some sort of scope about how I view relationships and where I'm starting. And I'm starting at this sort of high level, philosophical, idea level, um, because we're going to extrapolate from there and bring it to the ground upon which we all stand, into our friendships, into our dating, into our marriage, into our parenting, um, into our politics, our community, all of that building up from the foundation, maybe that uh, is going to create better habits and better sustainability. And um, my work is in architecting relationships. So this is where I'm starting. And the first thing I want to point out about relationships is that all acts of creation are a relationship. Uh, crafts, Okay, building something with glue and and glitter, um, putting it together. It's a relationship of the wood and the glue and the glitter and the um, those styrofoam pipes, right? Um, cooking a meal is a relationship of the curry and the rice and the meat. Um, architecture, it's a it, it's a creation of, to create a building or a park, you're going to engage in this relationship with the soil and the, um, the machinery um, and the concrete, uh, which is itself a relationship of sand and stone and cement and water and a relationship with the environment, right? Is there an aquifer under the ground? Is it clay? Is it sand? And based on what it is and what you want, you're going to engage differently. It is the relationship configuration which determines the strategic course of action and outcome in the act of creating a building. Businesses, um, you're going to start a uh, bakery. You're going to, one, maybe build a building and refer to my previous point. But once, if the building's there, you're going to, um, you're going to hire employees. You're going to have a manager. You're going to have a relationship with your clients. You're going to get survey. You're going to send out surveys and get feedback from them. What is it that you're liking? What's working for you? What tastes good? What do you want more of? How are the prices? You're going to get feedback from them. Um, you're going to have a relationship with vendors. Um, who can get you the product at the cheapest price and how quickly? And are you willing to pay more if they're a little bit further away? Um, the, the business itself 
is a a it's it's an organism it's it's an organ it's it's comprised of smaller components all working together in, in an interdependent way businesses are um, acts of creation that are all about relationships the weather it's about relationships it's about um, how much water is in the air that came up from the lake or the stream or the ocean nearby. It's about the temperature. It's about um, where the earth is in relation to the sun at that point in the year. And it's about um, fires. Are there fires, you know, two states away? Is that affecting your weather if the smoke comes over? Which, which it has been happening in Arizona. We've been experiencing a difference in weather from the fires in California um, in the fall of 2020. Um, I, don't, I don't really know a ton about weather, but that should suffice to, to get your brain working and thinking about um, how these things operate and what goes into uh, these these weather patterns are all about the relationship between all of these different factors and variables. Essentially, all things, all acts of creation, every creative act is a uh, relationship interplay. It's a seesaw. It's a pulley system. It's a back and forth ping pong match between a a minimum of two players, uh, but more likely a multiplicity of players. And so the construction process, whether you're building a craft, building a building, building a business, um, building weather, some people are trying that in, you know, their studios, their vacuums, um, or building anything else, you are going to be accounting for all the variables um, their needs, um, how they operate, the laws by which they operate, and you're going to be negotiating between all of those things. That's how you construct things. Um, tile, tile heart de Chardin, um, obviously French, says the creative act is comprehensible only as a gradual process of arrangement and unification, which amounts to accepting that to create is to unite. So creation, every creative act is uh, an act of organization. And that organizing effort is a matter of relationship mastery. It's about, it's about knowing your, the constituents of of the 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 new life that you want to create the new entity the new build who are the players involved uh, what are their uh, what are the principles by which they operate or their needs and how do i uh, influence them to move in such a way as to all come together to create this thing this building this object this painting this sculpture this family, this society. And that 
is so sexy. It's so fun. It's so fun for me to learn. And yeah, I, we fail. Who cares? There's, there's fails, there's falls, but there's rebuilds, there's deconstruction, but there's construction and just having your heart in the game and wanting to, um, be a creative force and to build mastery in the creative, uh, with your creative talents, um, that qualifies you, that qualifies you and you're here and I'm here. And I hope that together, uh, we can move forward, um, in our, in our excellence, in our uh, creative abilities. Cause we are, we are creative beings. That's what we are. Our, our consciousness that separates us from the animals is at a fundamental level creative to be able to concept out a building and put it on paper before the shovel hits the ground and then bring it into being. That's phenomenal. That's so fun. That's so ecstatically exciting. Um, the next thing about relationships that I want to bring to your attention, um, that is perhaps less common is that there is a universal pattern to all relationships. There is one single, simple, universal pattern to all relationships, which is saying that there is a single, simple, universal pattern to every act of creation. There is a universal pattern to which all relationships adhere. And this is what I'm most excited about. The pattern is a circle with two marker points, one at the top of the circle and one at the bottom of the circle with a threshold between them. At least that's one visual depiction. There are multiple others. The marker points share inverted reciprocating principles which both balance each other and leverage one another for the purpose of creating like two ends of a seesaw. There is equality in the system, but not at, not apparently at any one point, just like when watching a seesaw, one person is up while one is down. There's apparent inequality, but it, taken as a whole, observing the system, there's equity always. The marker point on top is commonly called masculinity. And the marker point on the bottom is commonly called femininity. Although I may simply refer to them as A and B respectively. Masculinity <clears throat> refers to uh, yang and femininity refers to yin in uh, the yin yang. In the Tao, <clears throat> yin yang is used to explain duality and the polarity between all things. And um, this universal pattern uh, can be understood in, in a very similar way. What I call masculinity, um, the East will call yang. What I call femininity, the East will call yin. And they are the same. These are basically two poles between which things move. So two poles between which things move, the movement of which is the act of creation or deconstruction. It is either a fall or a rise. It is uh, 
either a uh, deconstruction or a construction. And um, uh, one is light and one is darkness. And these are universal. These principles, these poles extend far beyond human gender, although um, human genders are the uh, quintessential incarnations of these poles. Which leads me to my third point. The third thing about relationships that uh, maybe you haven't thought of uh, is that procreation is the ultimate icon of every other creative act. We call it procreation because it's the professional grade of all creative acts. In other words, every other creative act in the cosmos takes its cue from procreation or at least as it pertains to us, to our consciousness, our species, and how we get going and sustain ourselves collectively, this act is our ultimate expression of a condition that exists in all of creation. And it's the ultimate expression of that condition. Uh, energetic interplay between the masculine marker point A and the feminine marker point B accounts for every act of creation and the roles of both marker points are played by both human genders with only two exceptions the act of creating a human and the act of creating a godly soul the male body is the express incarnation of marker point a and the female body is the express incarnation of marker point b the interplay of these incarnations provides express instruction for every other creative act, including the act of creating a godly soul, which occurs through the interplay between God and humanity, whether collective or individual. The perfect parallel between procreation and dogmatic exaltation elevates the act of sex out of the muck of pornography. Because male and female bodies are express incarnations of the dual poles of the cosmos, family funnels are the pinnacle human expression of an interdependent reality. The eternal family funnel is exact alignment with what is, and the rest is some measure of shortfall. I want to say more about this, but in a later podcast. The fourth thing that is less commonly thought of uh, when it comes to relationships is that both marker points are wrapped up in the role of Jesus Christ. In him, duality comprehends its oneness. As the figure standing between God, uh, between a masculine God and a feminine world, Jesus Christ is the meaning and substance of both divine masculinity and divine femininity. I'm going to be speaking about him a lot because I credit him for everything I've learned about relationships. I'm going to be uh, talking more about this dogma of God being masculine and the world being feminine, all of the world, whether male or female, and <clears throat> explaining it, but but extrapolating it into into real um, um, into real life needs and um, equating it with with the family unit and other relationships and. Um, you know, I think it's commonly understood that among believers that as we grow close to God, we grow closer to each other. Well, 
there's there's an accounting for that and that's what i intend to do with this fourth fourth point in future podcasts so in future podcasts i will be bringing these ideas down to the ground upon which we stand with practical use for your relationships including your relationship with yourself your spouse your parents children friends neighbors and strangers uh, but I want to start with the fundamentals and work both up and down from there. Expert creation begins with the end in mind. If we build on faulty principles, the infrastructure inevitably, the infrastructure of our relationships inevitably crumbles. And my interest is in sustainable, rich relationships. So in the first episodes, I'll dive into the fundamentals. It may be hard to see at first uh, how the philosophy adds value to your struggling relationships, but I hope you'll stick it out. Um, the end of high ideals is rich living. So if any of these ideas interest you, if relationships are why you're here, you're in the right place. I'm going to be talking about relationships ad nauseum because I truly believe it's all about relationships, literally. And if you want to hear more about um, the philosophy and, and the root um, fundamentals of relationships on a cosmic scale um, and, and to see your place and how you belong as a part of that, um, then stick around because I'm going to be talking about more about masculinity and femininity and how they interplay. If you want to learn more about sex and its deeper value, I'm going to be talking about that. Same with spirituality and as well as the connection between spirituality and sexuality, about family funnels, marriage, ancestry, and posterity, or about Jesus Christ. If these are topics of interest to you, then follow me.